Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way uh, through the month of August when, as a local church, never mind as ministries, we are preparing for the fall and kind of full full, uh, full steam ahead in recruitment mode. Uh, in that regard, we're uh, profiling a few of our leaders around Southridge, and I'm excited to sit down with our facility director, Jesse Clausen, today. So, Jesse, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, the last time we chatted, which was really your first time on the podcast, you were probably weeks into this role. So uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot more to say this time about uh, your familiarity with, with what this role involves. But uh, before we do, just uh, give us a bit of the backstory again on who you are, your family background and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, like you said, I haven't been in this specific role for too long. Uh, I think I'm coming up on two years here, uh, but I've, uh, my wife and I, uh, Justine, have been around Southridge for a while. Um, I think I started coming in 2004 or 2005, um, and before that, grew up going to Scott Street Church and Orchard Park in Narron Lake, um, so been around the Mennonite Circle for a while, or my whole life, I guess, um, and my wife, uh, Justine, has also been spent some time at Southridge uh, kind of on staff and interning as well um, and these days we uh, try to do our best with the three kids that we have uh, with Chase and Archer and Ren and uh, we live out near Fen uh, near Fenwick so yeah how uh, how's the summer been with the kids have you been able to kind of coming out of COVID, uh, experience some of the things that you haven't been able to enjoy as a family for the last two, three years? Yeah, we've been experiencing a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, it's been very busy. Uh, Chase has really spread his wings uh, with sports and stuff, which has meant a lot of travel this summer. Um, and yeah, my, my parents are trying to uh, build a little retirement home on the same property as us so i've been trying to help them out getting that sorted with permits and stuff so that's been a lot of stuff outside of work as well but uh yeah it's it's been busy but it's uh, we've also found a lot of time to do some family stuff this summer that we haven't been able to for a while so it's been great that's great in that spirit of uh we've been talking about it on on sundays in august the going from the battlefield of the pandemic to the treadmill of life with no recovery. It's nice that you can use your summer and use your August to have mm -hmm. a bit of family time and a bit of downtime, even though the kids are at the stage where there's almost no such thing as downtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely feeling that. Well, good. Uh, I want to talk about all things facility, which, uh, you know, pretty much every local church uh, has facility that they need to manage. And so this is a, a, a vital part of, of, of local church life, but uh, I guess first things first, I know that your ministry is actually part of a larger umbrella that we call ministry services, mm -hmm. uh, often referred to as church operations. So uh, just start us off, Jess, by uh, 
giving us a description of what ministry services is and what it all does. Yeah, so uh, ministry services at its core, I guess, exists to serve and really kind of complement the other areas of ministry that exist in the structure at Southridge. Um, I mean, you have your family ministry team, your inspiration team, connection team, action team, the anchor causes, um, and like location-specific pastors even. So all of these teams create what we would kind of see on a more regular basis to be the church ministries. Um, and behind that is where ministry services comes in and supports all of them in doing things like maintaining the buildings and the properties, which would be facilities and doing things uh, with regards to communications or finance or all the technical aspects that go into kind of pulling off everything that we do around Southridge. So we're kind of behind the scenes, um, but we, uh, we basically we exist to support those ministries and to try and help them flourish as much as we can. Yeah, it's an interesting area of ministry. You've described it well in the sense that your target audience are the other ministries. Yeah. Where yeah. the ministry's target audiences are people that they're making a difference in. The difference that you make uh, is in the ministries, which is why years ago we changed the name of the ministry from operations, which felt a bit more detached, to ministry services. So it's clearer uh, the difference that this that this department makes. Yeah, totally. Um. Talk about just just kind of in a general sense, like why this area of ministry matters so much. Because you know we do have quite a bit of money invested and staffing, obviously as a department and uh, efforts in ministry services. Even though it's indirect, from you know just making a difference in families, just making a difference in the homeless, just making a difference in youth, you know this kind of thing. Um, so you know what's your what's your understanding of like why this actually matters yeah i mean obviously all of the the uh forward-facing ministries i'll call it um would would uh be something that people see more regularly and they um come in contact with those people more regularly um and they have a more regular effect on their lives i guess uh, but when it comes to ministry services um i mean for example, for facilities, without a properly functioning building, it'd be we'd have a very difficult time kind of carrying out all of those ministries. Um, and so, and yeah, it'd be difficult to consistently focus uh, living out all of the things that we do in our anchor causes and stuff, trying to bring the life of Christ in the ways that we do if our building was consistently falling apart or something like that. Um, Aside from the more obvious stuff, though, I would say that ministry services also matters in what it allows people to get involved in. Um, for some people where they can serve and where God has gifted them in terms of ability is more of a practical sense, I guess I'd say. Um, and so for us, like if you're great with numbers or social media or graphics and stuff like that, um, it just gives a bit of a different um opportunity for people who may feel like typical ministry stuff is a little bit outside of their comfort zone 
Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that because we're gonna we're gonna refer to that later. But for people who feel like, you know, if I can't speak or can't sing or don't like kids, there's no place for me here. Right. Uh, ministry services provides a lot of opportunity for people to get involved and to make that mm-hmm. difference and uh, reciprocally to experience the difference that God makes in them as they're difference mm-hmm. making. So that's a, a big deal, yeah. I guess. Final question just about ministry services in general would be, can you, can you walk us through kind of the, 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 the various ministries that are represented by that ministry services department? Yeah, so uh, to start off with, uh, I guess we'll start with my own. Um, so facilities would be what I kind of head up. Um, so anything that has to do with uh, the buildings, the grounds, um, setting up for events, um, rental stuff or anything like that, the shelter especially, um, all of those kinds of anything that would kind of fall in the purview of the properties in their entirety would kind of fall under facilities. Uh, And then there's uh, the finance team, which has an enormous job just tracking and looking after all of that kind of stuff, um, which also includes some HR stuff as well. Uh, And then we get into uh, with Ray and all of the uh, tech stuff that he does and runs um, and with Kelly as well with the uh, communications piece of that. Um, so all together, we kind of form this ministry services team. And it's a little bit different than, say, the family ministry team, where they're all working together on the ministering of our families within Southridge. Our ministry services kind of has a different aspect in the sense that our individual jobs are a little bit separated from each other but we're still a team that again going back to the purpose of a of our team would be to support all of the ministries within our church and to help them bring all those things to life yeah i describe ministry services more as a track and field team than a rowing shell because you're not right. all doing identically the same thing you're doing actually very different disciplines very different things but uh, kind of convening together uh, for that same broader purpose and, and, and identifying that way as a team, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get more specific and talk about your world in facility. Um, walk us through all the various aspects of facility management, knowing that for people who maybe are newer to Southridge or, or leaders listening from outside, um, this is actually three facilities because we have three properties uh, as a multi-site church. And with the shelter, uh, the homeless shelter that we run at our St. Catherine's location, it's almost like you're running four facilities at the same time. So uh, describe everything that happens in those three plus one uh, kinds of buildings. Yeah, so like you kind of said, there, there's a wide range uh, to the facilities ministry itself. Um, and I mean, I guess to start, there are three locations, St. Catherine's, Well and Vineland, as well as the shelter in St. Catherine's, which kind of acts as it's almost like its own location from a facility standpoint because of all of the challenges that they face with uh, using the building the way they do on a consistent basis. So, um, I mean, for each of those locations and the shelter, you'd you'd be looking at obvious things like HVAC and 
heating in the winter, AC in the summer, plumbing, electrical, structural, cleaning, regular maintenance, repairs, renovations, all this kind of stuff. Um, but it also includes some more uh, basic things that we kind of even do at our own houses, which would be like mowing the lawn and gardening and snow clearing, stuff like that. So it's definitely a wide range when it comes to the different aspects of the facilities ministry. And on top of this, getting back to the idea that it's a branch of ministry services. Um, so facilities kind of exist to serve the needs of the different ministries at Southridge as well. And so aside from having these buildings and properties to maintain and look after, there's also a lot of things that we do on a weekly basis to assist with and help with um, just helping uh, all of the different uh, events and programs and stuff that our other ministries at Southridge are doing, just kind of getting them set up and helping them figure out what they need and what they um, and what we can offer, like what the buildings can do for them and to help out with all of that. So it's uh, quite a wide range of stuff that we do. And, you know, knowing, for example, that in the, you know, from the spring to the fall, grass grows and needs to be cut with whatever regularity, you know, there's some, mm -hmm. some obvious chronic maintaining things, cleaning buildings, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, mm -hmm. How does the to-do list get formed? Like, how do projects kind of get identified? What's the, 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 the process for facility issues being addressed? Yeah, I mean, any sort of facility re related issues um, would get addressed through either our own inspections of the building and equipment, or oftentimes through people bringing them to our attention, whether that's uh, like a location pastor who typically they have a great sense of what's going on in their buildings, um, or in St. Catharines, there's a lot of staff around. so. Um, there's no shortage of people making sure that I'm aware of things that might be a little bit off. Um, I mean, we have a bit of a ticketing system here in St. Catharines, which really helps with uh, the shelter side of things. Um, they can, when things go awry with regards to the building in there, they can send in a ticket. Um, but yeah, it's really a lot of word of mouth um, and addressing the issues is something that can be time sensitive uh, sometimes. So we'd seek to be working on certain things immediately ourselves. But a lot of the times there's, as you said, a lot of chronic maintenance of things um, or longer term projects and things like that, where, which is where people, other volunteers and, and such would uh, greatly benefit us being, if they could be helping us out in facilities. And, and you know, facility management is more than just reacting to stuff that's broken or reacting to rooms that need to get cleaned or grass that needs to get cut. Yeah. What happens proactively? How do, how do projects or new ideas, I mean, you could be, I know in my own home conversations, we could be renovating things all the time. <laughs> so how, how, do, how, do, how do proactive projects get determined? Yeah, I mean... A lot of the times proactive projects are determined by the needs that arise within our church, whether that's 
um, the changing needs of the shelter, which it's gone through so many changes in the last number of years, um, or even different ministries changing the way that they're doing things that can um, bring up projects that we want to work on long term, um, just to better accommodate those changes. Uh, but there's a lot of there's also many aspects of our aging buildings that are I mean, it, it, the age of our buildings is pretty commonplace at this point, um, which is always on our radar radar and we're we're always trying to proactively plan one kind of piece at a time to keep our buildings functioning and in shape um, as best we can. So those are definitely proactive project projects get definitely get determined that way as well. So heading into the fall, what would some of the projects or facility improvements be that are on the horizon right now? Yeah, there's a, there's a few on the horizon uh, for this coming ministry year. Uh, recently, we just did some preliminary work on a, a bit of a larger scale shelter renovation um, that would add some much needed accessibility to the shelter, uh, both in the washroom facilities, but also um, just getting around and with the front desk. Um, the front desk isn't accessible at the moment, so it um, that would be a piece that we've been looking to do, hopefully trying to start that in the fall. Um, we've been looking at getting or at a couple of even larger scale projects in, uh, in the future here um, for potentially even a whole new shelter building um, and in St. Catharines on location, which would be a huge game changer for the way that we're able to serve um, the, those who are in need in that way in our region and beyond. So that'd be a huge thing. Uh, in Vineland, we recently did a bit of, an, of a renovation uh, for the clinic and the store area down in the basement down there um, not too long ago, um, which has been awesome for Caribbean friends. And I'm sure we want to uh, seek to to continue and, and improve how we serve them and at that location. And uh, with that will come a lot of facilities, things to change and to renovate and such um, as we, as that ministry kind of uh, grows and, and uh, we realize different needs that we have during that. So yeah, there's uh, always a lot going on. Any other uh, like changes or updates on just the facility management systems, like how your ministry works or runs? Uh, not too much. I mean, uh, Dana and I um, kind of have a good system at this point going now. I'm almost two years in. So finally, we're uh, in quite a groove with what he kind of looks after and I kind of look after. But um, I mean, bigger things are usually more intensive when there's a specific need that arises from one of our ministries. Um, and then we have, we kind of sit down and figure out how we can best serve those kinds of things. Um, but uh, there's not too much of a change in the way that we're doing stuff uh, that way. Um, there's definitely been a change in, 
how we've been setting up our cleaning processes, which have been very heavily volunteer based recently, which is great, um, which allows us to myself and Dana to kind of look forward and and uh, move forward some facility projects that otherwise would be placed on the back burner. So. You mentioned earlier the the kind of uh, vicarious impact that uh, a ministry like facility management has, uh, knowing that, you know, in your world, all the things that you're describing uh, predominantly happen behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Talk about the motivation of you and your team to find significance or, you know, make that kind of behind the scene contribution. What does it take to be a behind the scenes contributor and still feel significant? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I love the actual work of it. I love working with my hands and doing the things that we get to do on a daily basis. Um, I love putting to use the various things that I've learned and knowledge that I've acquired over um, my years in construction stuff. And at the same time, um, on top of this, I'm, I simply, I know the vast amount of people that are being served and loved through Southridge, um, that it kind of starts with us being able to provide the buildings to do it in and the yard to do it on and that kind of thing. So, I mean, for me, knowing that through the anchor causes, and all the ministries at South Surge, uh, people are being met where they're at and being loved as they are. It really makes me love making sure that those on the front lines have what they need to make that happen. So, yeah. There's also a tension we've described in these kinds of ministries and maybe more specifically in facility ministry, knowing that one of our mottos as a church is Proverbs 14.4 that an empty mm-hmm. stable stays clean, but no income comes from an empty stable. And there's the, 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 di- the, the dynamic of the proverb is to embrace messiness, to not always just value, you know, stability and order and control and cleanliness in that sense. Well, mm-hmm. for you, your job is to keep the buildings clean. Your job yeah. is to champion cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Um, how, is that hard when you have a church across all of our locations, defaulting to embrace the messiness more than value the cleanliness. And then you're stuck over here on this island having to value the cleanliness. Talk about that dynamic a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I on a daily basis, I would say that I too have to embrace the messiness as well um, to a degree. I guess I definitely try to strike a balance on a regular basis of um, allowing people to have certain freedoms around the buildings and to have that happen. But I mean, there also comes a point where it could be dangerous if certain things are unclean or wet or whatever. So we do have to make sure that we're doing our job and keeping things cleanly too. But I mean, when I read that verse Proverbs 14.4 and I think about it a bit, basically the way I see it there, I mean, where, where there are no people to look after and push forward the physical blessing that God has given to us in our facilities, the ministries end up 
suffering because of that. And therefore the church and those we serve will then suffer. So in a sense, the facility aspect is very much the grassroots aspect of everything we do at Southridge. And with many people and volunteers who are willing to help in this area, the stronger the physical foundation of this can be to support those ministries. Fantastic. And I hope even leaders who are listening from other churches, you know, if you, if you are navigating that tension, you know, with a facility director or even navigating that tension between you and a facility director in, in what you're valuing, you know, really encourage them uh, to be able to listen to some of Jesse's comments on how we together can be unified in that, in that, uh, in that shared goal. So uh, final move then in the conversation, Jess is, you know, with an eye on the fall ministry season, uh, Mm -hmm. we want to give you some minutes to do a bit of uh, sales pitching and recruiting. So describe (laughs) for us, especially for the fall, describe for us some of the ways or maybe some of the key ways uh, that people can be involved and use their gifts and be part of a team uh, in facility ministry, maybe specifically with some of the roles that you're looking for some help in. Yeah, um, I mean, there's so many roles within facilities that we need filled, um, and I really wouldn't have time to list them all, but I'd love to highlight a few that we're currently in need of. Um, I mean, right now, we're in need of a few people in Welland and Vineland locations that would be able to help us out with snow clearing on kind of a as needed basis for the coming winter, which I know might seem a little bit far away, but um, it's coming quick and uh, we're gonna, we always need help with that, um, specifically in our Welland and Vineland locations. Um, As well in Vineland, if you have time available once a week or so to maybe get involved with some of the cleaning there, um, that would be amazing. We're, We're looking to potentially add some um, hands that can help with the cleaning there. Um, or even if you have any sort of handy facility experience, uh, for the Vineland location specifically, you would love to hear from you. And St. Catherine specifically, I mean, anyone who has any sort of background with facility upkeep or cleaning, or even just being willing to carry some tables around to help with different ministry events, uh, that'd be amazing. Um, I'd really love to hear from you as well. So um, one other one, I guess I might say is if you uh, are into gardening or have a bit of a green thumb and would be able to help us out at any of our locations, or I'm getting a little bit specific, if you have a riding mower and would be willing to help us out with doing some grass cutting in well and uh, then definitely hit me up because we're in pretty desperate need of that over there. Hmm. Especially if you're if you're listening from Southridge, if you if you know somebody with a riding mower, if you know somebody yeah. who yeah. Uh, is connected. I mean, we we've got some great landscapers in our community who steward, you know, some of their gifts and business and time uh, into these locations, mm-hmm. but specifically in Welland. If you've got a, a connection who could, uh, you know, even one off once in a while. Um, Sure. themselves to helping out with that that would that would really be great um mm-hmm. aside from that jesse i'm just wondering for a person who would be interested in exploring uh using their gifts in this way what does it require of them what kind of heart what kind of 
skills do they need? What kind of time commitment? Are they signing their life away? Like, um, yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're willing to sign all of their time to me, that's not a problem, uh, but definitely not expected. Uh, but yeah, it's a great question. You know, a lot of people have this assumption that they need to be skilled in trades or own some kind of trades business or be retired to be able to fit into helping in facilities. But I mean, really, as long as you're willing to give the church some of your time, whether it is more a more regular scheduled thing or as an on an as needed basis, then you can help us. Having knowledge and abilities when it comes to facilities or trades is definitely an asset, but I mean, right now, two of our most regular volunteers do so in a variety of tasks that are extremely helpful and they don't have any kind of background with facilities things or, or trades or anything like that. They're just available and willing to help us out with what we need help with. So really what it comes down to is whether or not you're willing to give some of your time and if you're gifted, uh, or even just interested in facility stuff, then that's awesome. And I'd love to speak to you. One of the things that people probably don't appreciate in a ministry like facility management is the opportunity you get to be part of a team. And I know mm -hmm. you guys in, in facility management even have a bit of a ritual on Friday morning. So talk about what mm -hmm. a person can join into and belong to even in a very task-driven and kind of multi-site, sometimes isolated world like facility management? Yeah, it's, uh, this is a great thing to clarify because, I mean, when it comes to the practicality of facility volunteering, I've had people who were worried that they would get here and not know how to use equipment or how to use specific things or to do specific things, but I'm... I'm telling you right now, the old trees can be put to rest because anything that we're doing is typically as a team to some degree. And if you work like it, if you like working alone, then there's things for you to help out with as well. But um, there's definitely a facilities team of us, um, both staff and volunteers. And it's a great group of people who love God and are just here to um, give their time to the church and to the building and to maintain what God's blessed us with. Um, and I mean, aside from being able to hang out with each other, doing different things, um, well, that, that I guess gives us specific opportunities to just be able to have amazing conversations um, and to get to know each other and to get people that you, to get to know people that you might not have known before. Um, and it really is a bit of a, a club where people can uh, get to know each other great uh, on great terms and, and do things together and really see some awesome progress in the buildings. Uh, as we wrap up, Jesse, just give us your kind of best sales pitch for someone who's considering getting involved in your ministry or knows someone, maybe a spouse or a parent, uh, mm -hmm. that could lend some time to this and really find some community uh, as mm -hmm. well as make some significance being involved in, in caring for one of our buildings. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm not too much of a salesperson, but 
uh, all I'll really say is that uh, as people who support or attend or even are members at Southridge, even if you feel like you don't have that much to offer or aren't sure that you'd fit in with a specific ministry, please just believe me when I tell you that you have a lot to offer and so much to give to this body. And, uh, and if it's time that you're concerned about, let's chat. I'm willing to bet that there's a solution that we can work out together to make your schedule work with the things that we need to get done here. Um, and lastly, I mean, facilities often gets a little overlooked when it comes to the impact that we can have on the ability of the church to carry out its mission. And so by getting involved in facilities, you'll be having an amazing impact with an amazing group of people. So please don't ignore the little tug that you might have to get involved. And for sure, if you know anybody that might be able to or might be willing to help us out in facilities, then definitely get in contact with me. We talked to Mike Nondorf last week about media and production and uh, very similarly, uh, as in this conversation, you know, that First Corinthians 12 value that prominence and significance are two very different things. A lot mm -hmm. of opportunity here, gang, to be involved in significant ways and to be part of a team that's fun. So, uh, Jesse, thanks so much for sharing that with us today. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, to all of you who uh, continue to track, we hope to see you again in about seven days time as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.